Okay, ready? Ready. Welcome to the Old Moms Podcast. We're childhood friends on opposite ends of motherhood, inspiring moms of all ages and stages to laugh at life's unexpected, ridiculous, and endearing moments. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? Good. Everything's good here. I keep thinking about you mentioning Daniel Tiger a few times on different episodes, and it's been flashing me back to Mr. Rogers episodes that I used to watch when we were little. Oh, totally. And if you ever watch a Daniel Tiger, it's so relaxing and calming. But the first time I watched it at the end of the episode, he sings the ending song that Mr. Rogers used to sing, and I full out started crying. I couldn't even handle (laughs) how sweet it was. How wonderful that this next generation of kids is going to know that. It's you I like. It just made me so nostalgic for our childhood and also so happy that such positive, wonderful things are being put out into the world. He was amazing. Did you watch? There's two documentaries about him. Have you watched either one of those? I started and was too emotional. I can't. I'm embarrassed to say that. I really am needing to get stabilized emotionally before I full on ugly cry for six hours. What did you think? Yeah, he is just such an amazing man and was really a pioneer in the consideration he had for kids' hearts and souls and how the advancements in TV and media had the potential to negatively affect kids in a big way. And I think he really saw uniquely the potential for a show like his that he developed to reach out and teach kids their worth when that might not be a message they heard from people in their lives or might be something that they questioned for whatever reasons with their circumstances. And gosh, it was just amazing. He would consult these developmental psychologists and pediatricians. He worked closely with a whole department about child development at a university. He took it seriously and wasn't just a puppeteer entertainer guy. Absolutely. He's still relevant. It's so nice that Daniel Tiger is kind of a spinoff. It's a cartoon, so it's not quite as effective as a human interaction was with Mr. Rogers show, but we watched that religiously every afternoon. I think it was on every day, whenever it was on. We were always watching it. I think it was on every day because I remember we watched it probably almost every day and we watched Sesame Street and there was a show called Captain Kangaroo. Do you remember Captain Kangaroo? Yeah. I wasn't super into Captain Kangaroo, but we were Sesame Street guys big time. Yeah. I love Sesame Street. It's so good for kids and teaches them so much. And I think it's a good prompt. Shows like that, Daniel Tiger 2, still are such good prompts for, oh yeah, that's a song we could sing. Oh yeah, that's a way that we could practice counting. You know, oh yeah, that's something I shouldn't assume kids already know that would be good for me to teach them. I like it from that standpoint. I just have such a high interest in kids and how they develop that I like anything that just gives the general population kind of a guideline or a heads up or an idea about something that would be healthy for kids. There were so many good shows like that. And then there were also programs like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that we used to watch. (laughs) (laughs) That was kind of a Saturday morning type thing, right? When the Smurfs were on too. Totally. And I, even as a kid, was so irritated because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles took place in New York, yet they all sounded like California surfer dudes and would make me crazy. Oh. And, was there something yeah. in their backstory about that? Where they had gotten... I think so. <laughs> I did do some research. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, what happened here? Are these turtles from Laguna Beach that somehow got stuck in the sewers of New York City? Like the whole time we watched it, it was like, 
like, why do they keep saying Calabunga? They have Italian names. They're in New York. They sound like no one that I know who's Italian. I don't really remember watching the Ninja Turtles that much. I have a younger brother, so I think that's probably why. He was all over the Ninja Turtles, had the little figurines, and I was present for quite a few viewings of the Ninja Turtles. So I'm a little bit of a critic. I'm kind of a critic. (laughs) (laughs) Critic, connoisseur, what have you. Whatever. (laughs) So what did you watch? If you weren't watching Ninja Turtles, what was your thing? Well, I think I did the Saturday morning cartoon thing. So we would watch the Smurfs is the one that just really stands out in my mind. I know we watched other ones, but I remember most the kind of shows that I watched when I was 9, 10, 11, like Saved by the Bell. Did you watch Saved by the Bell? Yeah, that was a Saturday morning one too, I think. I feel like I was watching that on Saturday mornings. Oh, maybe it was. I mean, it was Um, the transition off of Smurfs. I used to watch the Smurfs too. And then I think we got sophisticated and started watching Saved by the Bell. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. And those teenagers, I know they were older than I was, the characters on the show. And that's what made it so appealing to watch because the boys were just so cute and the experiences they had just seemed like they had so much freedom. And, you know, it was funny. Totally. I mean, high school was nothing like that show. I was a little bit disappointed <laughs> when I got to high school and I wasn't hanging out at the max. Apparently, there's not a max equivalent in our area. <laughs> Right. Oh, my gosh. And then I always loved they would be mostly funny shows and then they'd have a super serious episode, you know, about somebody doing teenage things that were bad decisions. And you would just think, can we just get back to the lighthearted? You know, I don't need to have this lesson and conversation right now with my TV on a Saturday morning. Yeah. And they used to have that commercial, The More You Know, where it was like a shooting star over, a you know, a celebrity's head telling you not to do drugs or (laughs) whatever it might be. That was always kind of built in to the commercials on that show, I feel like. I often saw that. Oh, yeah. I also loved Full House. Totally. That was the TGIF lineup. Yes, with Family Matters. That was part of yes. it too, right? And I'm going to mention a name right now. Jesse Frederick. Do you know who that is? Jesse from Saved by the Bell. Oh, no. This is the guy who sang the theme songs for Full House and Family Matters and Step by Step and Perfect Strangers. <gasps> Ooh, this is Perfect the Strangers man with Balky. With Balky. This is the man who pretty much sang my childhood's soundtrack. Oh, this my e- gosh. I didn't realize it was the same guy. But now that you're saying it, they all are so similar. Patrick and I got in a huge, I'm saying blowout, but it wasn't a blowout fight. We both were singing. I was singing the Full House theme. He was singing the Family Matters theme. And we kept doing a mashup because they're so similar. The intros are similar. Milk you know, in the paper board. Even TV. Totally. And then it was like, ah. That was the uh-huh. Full House. <laughs> and there's a part that sounds the same. And then we found out it was the same singer. And he did pretty much the TGIF lineup of songs. But wow. Oh my gosh. Okay, so how did the Family Matters one start? It started with a piano. It was like... It's a rare condition this day and age. To read I any remember good news. Yeah. on the newspaper page. Yes, that's <laughs> Love and tradition is the grand design. The grand design. <laughs> Some people say it's, it's even, even harder to <laughs> Where there must be. Okay, literally right now, I have the microphone stand between my legs. Okay. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it bring back. Bring it back. Bring it back. Those were okay. those were the days. And do you remember the episode where Steve Urkel becomes Stefan Urkel? Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Jaleel White. That's the name I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Jaleel White. Oh, He's the actor. The yeah, Steve yeah. Urkel. I felt like that was a big day for me. I was like, <laughs> okay. well, who is this? Well, hello. What is happening here? This show has been timed perfectly with my adolescence. Like, what? Okay. <laughs> 
That is so funny. That's how I felt about Charles in Charge. Scott oh, yeah. Baio. Mm-hmm. That was perfectly timed with my adolescence. He was always adorable. Yeah, I liked Charles in Charge, and then I loved, probably my favorite show of all time was Growing Pains. That was my favorite. Oh. I thought it was so funny. Yes. So this same guy was singing the Growing Pains theme song, but did he also do the Charles in Charge? I no. want Charles in Charge of me. Oh. No, he didn't. Shut me down pretty quick there. Um, yeah, Sarah, <laughs> maybe I've done some research on this. No. Well before... <laughs> I okay, like, that's how I respond pain. to Patrick. When Patrick says, "Is no okay, do not question me." No, I can see why you came to blows. Um, so <laughs> what was his name? Alan Thick, right? Mm-hmm. Was the dad of Growing Pains, and then that was Kirk Cameron, which I remember being kind of just starstruck by the name Kirk because I didn't know any person in my life named Kirk, and so I just felt like it was such a movie star kind of name. And then Leonardo DiCaprio was on there, wasn't he? Yes, in the later Kirk. ones. Yeah. Yes. My personal favorite character is Boner Stabone, his friend. Oh, Boner <laughs> Stabone, that's right. <laughs> and the best episode ever is when they, someone, Carol, the sister, asks him what his real name is, and his name is Sylvester Stabone. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I still, I can't. That's like, what? I don't know why I thought that was so funny. I still clearly think it is so funny. I mean, that is oh. such good writing. <laughs> Bravo yeah, to the writers. I, <laughs> I forgot about Carol, which is funny because she's like my alter ego, but um <laughs> she totally she totally is. And every I loved every episode where Mike, Mike Seaver, Kirk Cameron, Mike was like Carol, just the way he would say her name. And oh, she was yes. <laughs> He would always have his arms crossed indignantly, you know, with his awesome pleated high-waisted pants flowing and his cool t-shirts. That show kind of went downhill when they added the baby. They would always do that. Like a show's ratings, I think, would be dropping. And they were like, we need to bring in another sibling. Bring in the hilarity of an older couple having a little baby. And so, that I mean, no offense. (laughs) But I mean. (laughs) Ouch. Okay. Now I know how you I, feel. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. I <laughs> meant hilarious. when they I know what you meant. You know what <laughs> but they probably were. The reality is they probably were 40 and they had a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old and they were 40 years old and they thought, oh, let's make them have another baby. I mean, they had to be for the math and the biology to work out. Anyhow, um, I just feel like <sighs> it went downhill from there. And the same thing kind of happened with Family Ties, which I really loved because, you know, Alex P. Keaton yes, is just my kind of guy. And um, yeah, and then they had Andy, the youngest one, and it got not funny then. They were trying too hard. I agree. That always happens. It happened on Full House when they had Jesse and Becky had the twins. It's like, I don't yes. really want to hear about that side story of trying to get them into preschool or whatever they were trying to do. Yes. I will say, and I know I talk about my dad a lot, and it's because he's a bit of a character. And I think he's the one person in my family I feel like I can kind of make fun of on this podcast and not feel too bad about. But I was always so jealous of just these loving, nurturing father figures on all of these shows. It always blew my mind how when like DJ was trying to lose weight for the pool party and she's literally eating an ice cube on a stick calling it an ice pop but it was an ice cube on a stick and she like passes out because she's running on treadmill and how danny is just so like calm and loving and understanding versus like my dad when i was a teenager i feel like you were never like this but i remember being this emotional teenager who i wanted to be alone but at the same time i wanted attention for having a problem so i'd be like sitting on my couch like (sighs) 
huffing multiple times oh, until uh, someone uh, asked me what is wrong, you know, and um, my louder and louder like, each time. <laughs> exactly. Well, everyone's just moving around me. They're all just moving about their day. Like, I'm having a crisis. Anyone want to check in? And my dad would be like, what the hell's the matter with you? And I would say, I don't really know. You know, I like, I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was just having teenage angst and feeling sad. But my dad was a paramedic in New York before they moved to Colorado, did the graveyard shift. So he was, he'd seen things. So he just wasn't this TV dad personality. You know what I mean? Like he was so He was like, you look fine to me. You're not bleeding. Your arms are still attached. That's what he said. He said to me, you know, one time I was on the scene, this guy had been stabbed 15 times and he wasn't crying. Do you feel like what you are going through is worse than that? Because you are crying. (laughs) And I was like, I don't think it's worse. I think it's different. Dad, I think what I'm going through is just different than being a gang member with stab wounds. But thank you for trying to connect with me. So every time like TJF was on, gosh, everyone's so calm. And those problems always wrap up so neatly. I think that is what you kind of get this good dopamine hit from is just seeing like, oh my gosh, they have the same kinds of problems that any any other family does. And look, they resolve. They're resolved. It's over. Everything is fine. Like it's all is forgotten and worked out, you know? True. And I think that was <laughs> was confusing. Jeez, it's not that easy over here. We're already to strangle right. each other. And they're all having <laughs> pizza night. <laughs> Right yes. after that huge <laughs> thing of DJ Tanner passing out on the treadmill. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is so funny. Well, I remember some shows being on, but I didn't watch very much, like Doogie Hauser or Married with Children. And I don't know if I just wasn't old enough or if they just weren't, you know, shows that my parents felt like were for younger kids. But they were kind of, by the time I was old enough to watch whatever I wanted, it was past their prime. But did you see any shows like that? I remember watching Doogie Hauser. We didn't ever get to see Married with Children. In fact, my parents were surprisingly strict about TV. We couldn't watch MTV. We couldn't watch The Simpsons. There were lots of shows that we couldn't watch, mm-hmm, but my one mm-hmm. my other friend, her parents were like, yeah, come on over. Let's watch some MTV. So um, <laughs> her sleepovers were like the best because it was, they were a little more liberal with what shows we could watch and so that was so exciting to watch music videos and The Simpsons and I think Married with Children is super crass. I mean, I do I find it. I think so too. And Rose Roseanne as well. That was another one that I wasn't allowed to watch, Married with Children or Roseanne. I mean, they just weren't, you know, family scenarios and the way they interacted with each other. We weren't ever as a family big on making fun of anybody, you know, or teasing in a negative way. And there's so much of that in some of those shows where you just think that wasn't what we ever did as a family. And we, when we argued, we had no name calling. And this is between any combination of us. Well, I mean, obviously my brother and I called each other names when we were little, but I mean, it wasn't an expect way for us to learn how to handle conflict. And there was just so much of that in those shows now that I've seen them at later dates. So I think that's what my parents were trying to avoid having on display and seeming like it was normal and approved of. Yeah, I would agree with that. Well, Saved by the Bell, if you watch Saved by the Bell now, it's a little bit shocking kind of the things they, so much of what happened in these shows we were a little bit unaware of. If you watch them now, it's like, I remember my Aunt Ginny, my mom's sister, was the cool youngest of nine, lived in New York, lived in San Francisco and she came out to visit us and she bought us for Christmas the movie Grease and I was probably nine years old and we watched that endlessly
nicely. Like, I'm surprised that VHS tape didn't wear out. And then if you watch it now, it's we had no idea what they were saying in some of those songs, what the whole thing going on with Rizzo was. Yes, yes. And, you know, yeah. repeating lines from that movie that were totally inappropriate. So it is interesting now that you, when you rewatch things, how so much innuendo was slipped in. Funny it is thing. funny. And I think some of some things like Grease, it is subtle enough where it can be enjoyed by younger people just as a musical and a fun summer story and the greasers and the pink ladies. But I think shows like That Married with Children and Roseanne, it's just right in your face and there's no, you know, true. there's no so denying true. what exactly they're saying. Like there's no other way to interpret it kind of. But I remember my parents watching, they liked Cheers and then my mom liked Designing Women. We had a dining room that had a door that swung both ways. And so sometimes it would be left propped open. And so if I couldn't fall asleep, sometimes I would come downstairs and crawl into the dining room because if I sat under the table, I could look through the tablecloth that hung almost to the floor (laughs) and have a view of the TV (laughs) through that door, only if the door was open. But I remember watching Cheers and the laugh track would go and I wouldn't get the joke at all. I mean, I don't know how old I was, like nine or 10 probably, but I probably only did that a couple of times, but I just have it in my memory where I thought that's not even funny. You know, I mean, I just didn't get it right over my head. Like you said, all the innuendo, I mean, all of it just right over my head. I didn't even get why they'd be watching it. But Designing Women was hilarious. And I probably watched that on reruns as a teenager, maybe on weekends or school breaks or something. But that was a funny, well-written show. Yeah, I don't remember watching that younger. I remember I've seen it now as an adult. I'm really big into reruns. (laughs) I think I'm trying to cling on to my youth. So I'm watching all these old shows. But Designing Women is really funny. I do like that. I don't remember my parents watching a whole lot of shows. I'm trying to think. I mean, my dad worked, they had just different hours with the restaurant. So we didn't have, and we always had a sit down dinner with my mom, but my dad was working nights. So we had a little bit of a different scenario. So I don't remember them watching a whole they lot of shows. They didn't tape any shows? Did you guys um, get a VC when you got a VCR? I know you tried to tape that Yanni special, yes. um, but I wasn't sure if you guys <laughs> taped any shows ever to watch. We used to tape the, I want to say like Saturday nights. It was like the, the world of Disney or something. And they would oh, show. wonderful world of Disney. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it would have the Princess Bride or whatever was like a popular movie that was now on VHS or at that time was like available to rent, but they would show it on TV. So I remember recording a lot of those. Princess Bride, what was the other one? The Little Mermaid or whatever you could record yeah, it. Yeah. What about you? Were you, I could see you and your brother recording a lot of stuff. I think we did record shows. I mean, I, I don't remember the process really of setting them up to record, which maybe I wasn't part of that so much, but I remember being able to fast forward through commercials, which of course now we can do all the time and just skip or pay to not even have them, but it was a big convenience to be able to skip through the commercials. I do remember when we got our VCR when I was in probably first or second grade, maybe, but I remember it was this huge big deal. We all went to Circuit City and VCR shopped like we were buying an oven or a dishwasher or something. <laughs> Looked at all these different kinds. We picked one out. A Circuit City employee came to our house to install it. Really? <laughs> Which I think you just <laughs> plug in and I guess you have to connect it with different cables to the TV somehow. But so this guy came to our house to install it. We rented like, I think my mom got four, three or four movies and we were going to have a movie marathon to be able to watch movies at home. And we were setting it all up and the guy was at our house dealing with all the cords behind the TV and we couldn't figure out how to thread the cables from 
from the VCR up to the TV through this coffee table kind of TV stand that we had. And I remember saying just off the cuff, just drill a hole in the back of it. So I'm saying I invented all <laughs> the furniture we have now that have a hole for the cords in the back, folks. Right here. Thought of it. Well, well, well. And I remember my dad, my dad was like, good idea. And they went and drilled the hole. And the whole time they were drilling it, I thought, I'm going to be in so much trouble. Mom's going to find out that it was my idea. I'm going to be in so much trouble. My dad's going to regret that he did it, which just in your mindset when you're that little, like, obviously, he's the one that made the call to do it. But I just thought, I just said it like it was a crazy idea. And now they're drilling our furniture. I don't remember how we got a VCR or anything. That's a fun memory. And you know, my mom, she invited the employee to stay and watch the first movie with us. Did he? No, I think he declined. But it was just like her to be like, you want to just stay? We got plenty. I made fried chicken. I'm going to make some popcorn later. I mean, she was just ready to go. Everybody invited. Always the hostess. That's awesome. I remember when we got the black Corvette, the separate thing that would rewind your videos. So you could just keep keep it moving. Like rewind. Like we finished one, pop it in the Corvette rewinding machine over here and keep going. Because if you recall, like at Blockbuster or Famous Video is where we always rented videos. It was an extra dollar charge or something if you didn't rewind. Oh yeah, there was a fee. I gave my dad one of those little rewinders. It wasn't shaped like a Corvette, but I gave him one for Father's Day once. I was so proud of myself for thinking of it, which of course he probably never was the one to deal with rewinding or returning the videos. But yeah, we did Famous Video out there too and Blockbuster sometimes. But yeah, it was an extra charge. That was fun to go pick out the movies and see all the cases. And I don't think we were ever allowed to pick out the candy from there because it was probably more expensive than the grocery store. (laughs) Oh, for sure. And going to the movies. My mom would shove candy in her fanny pack. Let's get it going. We're not buying anything here. Don't even ask. So one of the funny things that I miss, I do miss this, wanting so badly to see a movie and it wasn't available. Like now it's so easy, which is wonderful, but also takes away the excitement. Do you remember the excitement of going up to the counter and asking, by any chance, has anyone returned big is it, is it? Is there any chance? Is it back there? And they're like digging in the bin of returned videos and they had it and you just couldn't even control your excitement. So things oh, like that, yeah. I miss. I miss that because you can pretty much find any movie right now. It's at, the, at your fingertips, which is great and super fun and takes a, a lot of time out of your life of driving to different blockbusters to find it. But there was something fun about that. Certain things are better, but I don't know. Don't you think it would be fun for your boys to be on like a scavenger hunt to find the, you know, whatever? I don't know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Sure. I feel like I I always remember looking forward to movie night and really enjoying movies. And I still feel like it's fun to pick one out and plan ahead of time to watch it and pile on the couch together. And it just doesn't have that same kind of feeling of magical family time with our boys because we can watch movies at any time. And it wasn't something we have always limited to the weekends. You know, I mean, we never, ever watched a movie during the week. I mean, maybe in the summer, but I just feel like it was always a Friday night or Saturday night thing as a family or in our household kind of. And we watch movies you know, anytime we our responsibilities are done and we have time to do it. Yeah, that's super different. And watching shows now with no commercials. I don't think I've seen it. I don't remember the last time I saw a commercial, really. It seems... I know. I mean, we yeah. do have cable still, so I do occasionally see commercials, but it's so odd now. You can watch so many shows without there being any commercials on. Oh, yeah. I do like that all these different networks are starting up, and I feel like there's so many different creative outlets now and different studios making movies and programming, and I think the choices are really fun because it can... I guess it takes away from all of us watching the same kind of show and everybody knowing what just happened on Growing Pains or say by the bell or elf but um <laughs> 
But I feel like at the same time, we can all be watching what is of high interest to us, you know, and what's most entertaining and enjoyable for us to watch, which is kind of fun. Good point. And I think a lot of people who've felt like they didn't see representation in the shows that were popular at the time now have that, which I think is awesome. Sometime we should talk about the shows that we enjoy now. I know you don't have as much time to watch very many things. I'll have to share some good series for older people that we have started watching with our guys. Yeah, that's a good idea. Oh, well, it's fun thinking back on all these shows that we used to watch in our childhood, and it'll be interesting to see what our kids think back on when the day comes. Yeah, that, that will be interesting. There's so many more shows now. It'll be interesting which ones they remember. Well, we hope you join us again on the Old Moms Podcast. Like and share our show. You could leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It helps promote the show and helps people that are searching for parenting podcasts or podcasts about old moms to find our show. Bye, Gina. Bye, Sarah. Bye, Gina. Bye, Sarah. Bye, Sarah. Bye, Gina. Bye, Gina. (laughs) Sorry. Okay, okay. I think that sums it up. Okay. Okay.